Did you hear Hillbilly Horror Stories is doing an episode all about UFOs and aliens? It'll probably stop in two weeks. You're probably right. You are listening to HHS UF Only, a Hillbilly Horror Stories bonus episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode 6 of UF Only. Welcome, my peeps. I'm glad that seemed like you really had to put some thought into that introduction. I did, actually. Tracy, one of the most significant UFO sightings of all time happened in Warren, Minnesota. Nice. Didn't really seem like the... When you say you start talking about all these... Things more in Minnesota, it almost like it would just flow off the lips, but that's where it happened at. So, this was on August 27th of 1979. Now, Warren is about 20 miles uh, from the, the North Dakota border, mm-hmm. so kind of close up there, which means it's cold. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I get from it. So, here's what happened Marshall County Sheriff Deputy Val Johnson, he's on patrol, he was on Highway 5. Now, this was early in the morning. And he spotted what he described as a bright light to the south of Highway 220. Okay. He assumes that this is some type of uh, an accident, probably a semi-truck or even a down plane. So there's like maybe a fire or something like that. But that's where this was coming from. That's terrible. This clearly was not the case. Well, that's good. Well, not necessarily. Oh, (laughs) As he approached, this light jumped through his windshield. Think about what I just said. <laughs> According to Deputy Johnson, the light hit him like a 200-pound pillow. Like up in the face? And knocked him out. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, that doesn't sound pleasant at all. When he woke up, he immediately called dispatch. Now, this that I want to read from is the actual transcript from this call. Dispatch. <laughs> what? I'm not. I'm just waiting to hear what you're going to say. I want to know what he wanted to say or what he said. Well, how do you know it was going to be funny then? I don't <laughs> Dang. It's 200 pounds something. Hit me square up in my face. Dispatch said, 407, what is your condition? Deputy, I don't know. Something just hit my car. Dispatch, what is your condition? Are you okay? He just said, I I don't know. know. Deputy, something attacked my car. I heard the glass breaking and the locks. The brakes locked up. I don't know what's going on. The Sheriff's Department report says that Deputy Johnson's wristwatch and the clock and his 1977 Ford LTD Cruiser stopped working for 14 minutes. Ooh. Both. Oh, damn. Two completely separate situations. So that was like 14 minute long, whatever happened to him? Yes. Even stranger is the fact that his teeth were fractured at the gum line <gasps> and his eyes were burned. Now, Deputy Ooh. Johnson said when he was interviewed on the TV show That's Incredible in 1980, you remember that show? I do remember that show. Fran Tarkington yep. and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Good Hair, Mr. Good Hair. 
Yeah. Well, Fran, he didn't. No, nah, he didn't have good hair. No. Who else was on there? Um, it was uh, Fran. It's Fran Tarkenton. You know, I was, was thinking of John Davidson. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. He wasn't on there. Um, it was Fran Tarkenton. It was, uh, what was her name? Crosby something or other. Damn it. I can't think. I would have been so pissed off about my teeth is all I got to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My eyes would have been a problem as well, but not my teeth. Come on. All right. So. He says on that show that his eyes were extremely painful, and he compared it to being subjected to like a welding burn, like a welding flash without using... Because maybe he like was kept looking into the light. I, I guess. It has remained a mystery to this day as to what happened. So the cool thing is that the squad car is actually in the Marshall County Historical Society Museum. Wow, now that would be cool to see. Director Sherilyn Meyer says... That it is the main reason that people come to the museum. The car is in the exact same shape as it was back then. All the damage and everything that was done. They just basically, after did their their reports and stuff on it, they just end up putting the car in the museum. So nothing has been done to fix anything. So if you go up there and check it out, it's exactly how it was right after the incident. That's incredible. Wow. I wonder you if they found it. Oh, duh. I didn't even mean to say that. <laughs> <laughs> funny. You know, was John Davidson on this show? I don't know. I don't know why his mind. All right, so we took a little break and, and inspected, and it was Fran Tarkenton, John Davidson, and Kathy Lee Crosby. That's the three people that were on. Mr. That's Good incredible. Hair. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the um, the damage. We said all the damage was done. Now, whatever, this was, this was concluded by the people who looked at it, and we'll talk a little more about that. I wonder if they left his teeth in there. Well, his teeth were fractured. That doesn't mean his teeth were knocked out. They could just have been fractured all the way across. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Whatever hit him broke the headlight first. Then there was a weird dent on top of the hood that was unexplainable. It then broke the windshield, hit the reflectors, and bent both of the antennas. Well, how can it have been an asteroid? Well, I mean, I guess it's possibly it could have been. I mean, that, because that could have bounced off and then, then it. Yeah, probably. Already solved the problem. <laughs> so back in 1979, the Sheriff's Department had the car examined by experts from Ford and Honeywell. Ford crash investigators, well, her, but her name was Meridian said that she had not seen anything like this before and the damage was extremely unusual. Hmm. You say it was a Ford? Yes. Okay, there's your other problem. <laughs> the Marshall County Sheriff at the time, Dennis Breck, said that he took Dep Deputy Johnson at his word. He completely believed him, didn't see any reason why he would lie. He said that he felt that whatever Deputy Johnson told him about the, the light and the strange incident felt like it was true i mean how could he lie about that if his eyeballs were burnt and his teeth were messed up and why would he why would you lie about well he that? wouldn't lie about the incident but he might have lied about what he saw or how it appeared you know maybe you know maybe he mm -hmm. just hit something and didn't want to tell the truth about it i guess would be the alternative he said i don't doubt him in any way the sheriff actually reached out to the chief investigator with the center for ufo studies by the name of alan hendry Henry said that the biggest mystery about the Val Johnson incident is trying to find one neat explanation for something that could behave in a way that that he described 
yet created the kinds of damage that we discovered. Mm-hmm. So none of it kind of made sense. It was like there was no, it would, it would it seem like from the damage that it would have been three or four different things, not one thing that would do all that. So that's what was confusing about it. And thus he had a big ass deer and then his, the big ass deer's butt crashed through the windshield. And then he was so terrified that he peed in the guy's eyes and that made his eyes burn. And how do you explain the bright light? He could have made that up. Was the deer on fire? (laughs) (laughs) 42 years later, no one has ever been able to explain exactly what happened that day. Now, here's the the cool part. Johnson said that day on That's Incredible that upon reflecting, we've come to the conclusion that perhaps the creator has made other things that we can't readily see or readily identify. And perhaps... This was one of those things that he encountered on the road. Mm. Now, a few months ago, uh, the news station up in Minnesota, CARE 11 was the name of the station, they wanted to know what's happened to Deputy Johnson yet because all the stories were that he actually moved away from Minnesota years ago. So they did some research, and they find out that there's somebody with the same name living in Wisconsin. And they drive to Wisconsin and knock on a door, and it's him. Oh. He will not give a formal formal interview, though. Matter of fact, he says that the reason he moved away is because... He wanted to get away from it. Yeah, there was so much stress put on him and his family from this incident, it was really causing problems. Mm -hmm. So he just wanted to distance himself from it physically and, and mentally. He did say, though, that after talking to him for 20 minutes that he would give them the okay to pass along the information that he hopes that all of this new UFO sightings and and government reports might give people new perspective Mm -hmm. on his story. I mean, can you imagine having to live with that? Like all those years? I mean, it had to be something that just replayed over and over in his head. Oh, you would think. I mean, that would drive you crazy, I think. Yeah, so it was crazy. That's what I said. (laughs) And I I know I just want to reiterate that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, that's our episode for this week. I hope you enjoyed that one. Yeah. And if you're in Minnesota, go look at the car. Oh, my gosh. I want to go look at it. I think it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot more than that to go to Minnesota. (laughs) That's kind of a far drive just to go look at that car. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. All right, guys, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.